Welcome to the Wild Soul Medicine Podcast. In today's episode, I will be sharing a bit about my pregnancy journey, the journey from maiden to mother. Quote, In the process of creation, the universal ocean of love temporarily flows in rivers of individuality seeking their return to the source. End quote. Deepak Chopra, Magical Beginnings, Enchanted Lives. <sighs> Welcome! <laughs> First of all, thank you all so much for listening to my podcasts. It is such a blessing to share my passions and interests and wisdom with the world. Today I would like to chat to you about my pregnancy which is basically the center of my universe at this time. <laughs> I'm recording this just after the supermoon in Pisces, which was quite intense. A lot of big energy moving through me and through my relationship. Just a lot of old patterns coming up to be healed and released and worked through always changing and transforming through these cycles of life. Connecting with the moon is something that I do feel quite passionate about. I will be sharing a bit more about that later and in one of the next episodes we will dive into connecting to the cycles in our body and in the earth and how those are all connected. So let's get into the pregnancy chats. I'd like to discuss a couple of topics that have been huge in my preparation and journey through this pregnancy. Um, so first of all, conscious conception. If you've never heard of this, basically conscious conception means that you consciously prepare and call in your baby before they are present in your body. <laughs> and that you do the inner work to heal yourself of as much as possible so that you don't pass on too many old patterns to your child. And I'll just share a little bit about how I did this and what it involved for me. So one of the things I've been doing for quite a while now um, is listening to birth stories. Um, I find it very interesting and fascinating to hear about women's stories of birth, how they experienced it, the different variety of experiences and things that can happen in birth. And one of the podcasts that I listened to was one by Anna Verwaal. She's a Dutch birth worker, doula and educator around how conscious the fetus in the womb is and how important it is to do the work before conceiving to connect to your baby and to heal as much as possible for them. Um, she also has TED Talks like From Womb to World and many podcasts both in Dutch and English. I will leave some links in the description if you're interested. She really shares some amazing information around cellular memory 
where she explains that our cellular memory holds all the memories of our lives, including the memory of our birth, the memory of our mother's pregnancy, and even our conception. Um, and she also shares about how aware fetuses are, how conscious they are of what is going on around them, of what is going on inside your body. They are basically marinating in a source of your hormones and feelings that all go through to them. So they are very, very aware of, of a lot more than we think. So this podcast really inspired me to first of all prepare myself by looking within at which things still needed to be healed and also to ask my mom and my grandmothers about their birth stories because the way our mothers and grandmothers birthed us and our parents can subconsciously influence our own labor. So I wanted to know their stories from conception through pregnancy to birth of both my parents and myself and that was so valuable. I really loved that I asked them about that and I loved hearing their responses. Yeah, it was just really fascinating and interesting to look at the, the way that the birth and the conception journey and the pregnancy journey may have influenced the lives of my parents and my own life. For example, in my birth, my mother wanted to do it all naturally, so she didn't have an epidural or anything like that. But what they did do was break the amniotic sac. And after that, things got really intense and the process got sped up a lot by that. Um, and I've kind of related that or connected that to patterns in my life later on. Um, as I've shared in a recent Instagram post, you can check it out on wildsoul.medicine on Instagram if you're interested. Basically, for a lot of my life, I've been called too slow. And I felt rushed and pressured to be quicker than I am and to perform in a way that I am constantly feeling rushed, basically. <laughs> Which caused a lot of stress and anxiety and things like time pressure just always made me feel extremely stressed and anxious. So I've kind of... Um, looked at that pattern and realized it was quite an interesting connection between being rushed out of my mother's womb by the sack being broken without, you know, our bodies being ready for that. Because it would have naturally happened at some point, but the, you know, the staff thought it wasn't going fast enough, so they, <laughs> they made it happen. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting parallel. So yeah, I would highly recommend if you're interested to also find out what your birth story is. Maybe there's also interesting parallels with patterns in your life that you hadn't really considered. Um, one of the interesting things I remember from a podcast is that the huge spike in epidurals over the last many years, um, how that might be related to substance abuse and yeah, humans using numbing substances to get through difficult experiences um, which to me is a very interesting parallel with getting through birth with an epidural 
which of course there's nothing wrong with that if that's really what the mother needed in that moment um, but it's just quite interesting to look at the parallels between our experience of birth and our experience in life because birth is such a huge rite of passage in our lives, both for the mother and the baby. Then another amazing resource is the Free Birth Society podcast, which is a podcast series that I've been binging, basically, from even before I was pregnant. And what I love about them is that they speak about birth as something so normal and natural, and a natural function of the body, and they basically take the fear out of birth, which is something that's been great for me personally to prepare for labor. Um, <laughs> you might hear my doggies in the background. <laughs> so if you're interested in birth or in taking the fear out of birth, Free Birth Society Podcasts is a really incredible series. Another thing I did to prepare for conception was connecting to my moon cycle in a very deep way. And for me, when I stopped taking the pill at 20 years old, I think, I took it for five years between the age of 15 and 20. Um, that's when I really noticed how much of an effect the pill had had on my body. I will definitely be speaking more about that in other podcasts um, but I felt like once my actual natural cycle came back I really felt so much more deeply I experienced the world in full color it seemed after experiencing it in a dimmed way I feel in my years of taking the pill so yeah connecting to my my own cycle and then once I started traveling and living more outdoor in nature, I also really started connecting to the moon. And my cycle started syncing up with the moon. So I started having my period around the new moon and my ovulation around the full moon, um, which was really awesome to just be so connected to nature. And it just made me feel so in tune with the cycles of the moon and I just think it's super special that as women we have this connection to nature that's so deep and just embedded in our bodies where we have a literal release every month um, which is such a beautiful opportunity to let go of all the things that are not serving us anymore all the things that are holding us back physically and spiritually and energetically. And one of the things I did to connect even more deeply to my moon cycle and to the earth was giving my blood back to the earth. So I used a moon cup for quite a while or a menstrual cup. So basically that's a little cup that you insert that's reusable that you just sterilize in between uses. And that allowed me to keep my blood in a jar and then give it to the earth every month. Um, I, I used to give it to my garden, to the fruit trees and the, the plants and the flowers. And I always made a little ceremony out of it. Um, 
of thanking the earth for all the things that she nurtured me with throughout the, the month and giving back my nutrients and iron and all the amazing, beautiful, magical energy that's in moon blood. Um, so that was a beautiful way of connecting to my cycle as well. And then after a while I read about the benefits of actually letting your blood run out of your body instead of having something like a tampon or a moon cup stuck inside that holds the blood back, that keeps the blood back from flowing out, um, which I thought was quite interesting that there is something to it energetically to let the blood come out of your system and out of your body naturally. So then I got myself reusable cotton pads, um, organic cotton, and I think I had one month, <laughs> one moon cycle with those, and then I got pregnant, So, <laughs> which is quite interesting. Um, we had been open to to receiving our baby for about four months and in the last moon cycle that I had I used the cotton pads and let my blood flow out of me and so much grief came up and so much emotion and all of that came out and really flowed out of me and my blood f literally flowed out of me and in the month after that I got pregnant so that's quite interesting and special. <laughs> then another way of preparing for conception for me was writing to my baby. Um, maybe I'll share a little passage from my diary. I've got it here with me, my journal to the baby. <laughs> the first thing I ever wrote to the baby This was around my birthday last year, the 7th of September, which is the day after this podcast is coming up. So this was basically one year ago. I wrote, hello little one, even though you haven't been born just yet, even though you aren't even in my body yet, I can already feel you calling. That's why I choose to start preparing my body mind and surroundings for your arrival. In this journal I will document my journey from maiden to mother, the journey of conceiving and receiving you, the journey of birthing a new soul into this world. This feels like a huge part of my journey and I am just beyond excited for this new chapter. So that's the first little message that I wrote in my journal to the baby. <laughs> so writing was a big part of my preparations and connecting to the baby. And then for the past years, I've also been on a very deep healing journey, doing the work to bring awareness to and to shift the patterns that were no longer healthy for me and that wouldn't be healthy to pass on to my baby. Um, even though I didn't necessarily do all that work for the baby, I also just did it for myself and for the people around me and my relationships and my life. Um, but that was also part of preparation in a way. 
Okay, so then I'm gonna go into sharing a bit about my actual pregnancy. I'm currently 23 weeks pregnant. And so far it's been quite an amazing journey. Um, the pregnancy has been quite gentle on me. My body handle has been handling it quite well. But I will start from the beginning, the discovery, or actually the conception. Um, so on the Easter weekend, my family from Belgium was visiting us and we were staying in a beautiful holiday home by the ocean and that's where the baby was conceived. <laughs> and on the nights of the conception, I had a dream, a very vivid dream, where I saw our child. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl, but I saw their eyes, their smile, their hair, <laughs> their energy very, very vividly. And I knew that that was around the time that I was fertile, so I was like wondering, did something happen? <laughs> but the three months before that I had been so focused on conceiving, and that month I was like, I'm gonna let it go a little bit, so I didn't want to assume or hope too much that it happened. <laughs> but I did have that little like inkling of, hmm. Maybe this means that, that it happened. <laughs> um, so that dream was like a first little communication from the baby. I'm here. <laughs> and then two weeks later, my period was quite a bit later than usual. And I felt an urge to be more creative. Like I was painting and drawing a lot. My body and my energy felt quite different. I had to wee all the time, <laughs> which hasn't gotten better over the past months. Um, I was also really bloated and quite gassy. <laughs> so very tired, feeling very tired and not sleeping very well at night. And that was pretty soon, like on day, th from day 33 of my cycle. I started having those symptoms <laughs> and I didn't necessarily want to do a pregnancy test because I wanted to really tune into my body and know, you know, be patient and know that my body would tell me and show me that I was pregnant. Um, but then one day on the on day 36 of my cycle, normally my cycle is about 30 days. so. It was like six days later than usual. <laughs> um, I had I had said to my husband Dylan um, that if I go beyond day 36 we can just assume that I'm pregnant. But then on day 36 um, Dylan got a pregnancy test in the shop and brought it home and I figured you know why not just check and see what the test says even though I already feel that I'm pregnant. <laughs> um, yeah, it was also just nice for him to have like physical proof that it was true, <laughs> uh, because he, you know, he doesn't know what is going on inside my body. He can't feel what I'm feeling. So we took the tests. Well, I took the tests, but we 
looked at it together and the result was super quick um, two lines so positive <laughs> we were so excited and nervous and all the feelings at once and oh, it was just exhilarating <laughs> and then the first trimester it wasn't great but it also wasn't extremely bad um, I was very tired a lot of the time basically every day and I had trouble sleeping at night probably also just some excitement and <laughs> general anxiety but also the hormone changes um, were giving me some trouble sleeping I did have nausea but it wasn't that extreme that I had to throw up um, I think I threw up maybe three or four times in total and all of those times were more like towards the end of the first trimester which is when I thought it would start easing off the nausea but it actually got a bit of a spike at that time around week 12 11 12 but then after week 12 it was completely done and the nausea was most extreme when my stomach was empty so I had to always have little snacks little crackers <laughs> in between meals to keep my stomach from getting empty um, I was also very bloated very gassy <laughs> never burped this much in my life <laughs> as during my pregnancy um, and I also had very intense, vivid dreams, which was also one of the first signs, like, hey, something's different. Um, and then somewhere along the first trimester, I had a deep realization that really helped me go through the unpleasant symptoms. And I'll just read that little journal entry, because I wrote about it in my journal to the baby. Thursday, May 11th, twenty. 23. I had a deep realization after listening to an inspiring Free Birth Society podcast. The pregnancy sensations are invitations to shift my relationship to discomfort, to open up and welcome all that arises in preparation for the sensations of birth, to welcome each sensation as a sign that you are coming that you're growing and living within me. So now when I feel nausea or exhaustion, I stay conscious, I breathe into it, I welcome the sensation as an opportunity, a teacher. I'm learning a lot about birth and how incredible my body is. So yeah, that was like a kind of a turning point for me in my first trimester that realization um, and actually I felt like all the symptoms kind of eased off for a while after I had that realization because I really consciously was aware of what was going on in my body and I let it happen and I welcomed all of it as like preparing my body for birth for the intensity of the sensations that are gonna be coming <laughs> when I'm giving birth. So yeah, that was a interesting turning point for me. 
And then another thing in the first trimester was that I did have quite a bit of fear and anxiety about potentially miscarrying. As I read or heard somewhere that one in five pregnancies ends in a miscarriage in the first trimester. So that kind of held me back a little bit from fully letting myself be as excited as I could be for the first 12 weeks and really like connecting to the baby and feeling all the love. I kind of held myself back a little bit, um, which now seems a bit silly, but yeah, it comes from a, I guess it is understandable to prevent myself from getting too, too hurt if something went wrong. But then from week 12, I did feel huge relief and excitement. And since then, every day my love has been growing for this little one. Especially since my body's also been growing and just feels more real. And I started feeling the baby move. And then the second trimester has really been a breeze, to be honest. Um, not a lot of symptoms other than back pain, which has been quite intense, um, especially now that I'm way more active in the garden with spring coming and just doing a lot more physically and it's nothing that some yoga and stretches can't help so that definitely helps me to stay flexible and to help my back get aligned and healthy and strong. And yeah, one of my favorite parts of the second trimester is definitely feeling the baby move. I think from about week 16, I started feeling the movements, like little kicks, little like tiny punches from within. <laughs> very strange sensation, but very sweet to know that the little one's stretching and moving and kicking in there. So yeah, now I'm at week 23. Month five, time flies, already over halfway, the baby is now about 30 centimeters and about 550 grams, so yeah, growing a lot and my body is growing a lot. My boobs are humongous, <laughs> they have been growing at least as fast as my belly. I don't fit in any of my bras anymore. <laughs> oh, preparing for feeding the little one, which is good. Yeah, so it's been a very special journey so far. And then connecting with the baby in the womb is something that I also wanted to chat to you about today. So one of the ways I've been connecting with the baby is by writing to them, which you already know. Another way that is very important to me and has been a big part of my journey is like when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed or something going on in my relationship or just feeling a lot of emotions, having a very irritable day, like with the super moon, it's been quite intense. Um, what I always do is to take some time to sit with the baby to mentally and or verbally tell them that like I'm just feeling a bit overwhelmed but it's gonna be okay, it is not your fault, we're gonna be okay together, I'm here for you, you're safe, um, just letting the baby know that everything's okay 
because the baby feels my feelings through the hormonal shifts that go through the bloodstream and I also feel like spiritually they are very aware of energies and just so much more conscious than we know so for me it's been very important to connect with them in those moments and tell them and let them know that they're safe and that it's gonna be okay and that it's not their fault that's also an important one for me <laughs> and then another way i've connected with the baby in the room was is by singing um i really love singing i used to be in a world choir in high school and after high school um and yeah singing to them I always, almost always get so emotional that I can barely keep singing <laughs> because I know they can hear me and sometimes they start moving when I sing and it's just so special. <laughs> um, often in the bath I sing to them as well. So yeah, those are some of the things that I wanted to speak about today. Um, and then something that I should probably mention is that I haven't had any scans um, which is a choice I'm consciously making to prevent the baby from being exposed to those rays which there hasn't been a lot of research as to what the effects of those rays can be to a baby um, but there has been evidence to show that it's very intense for the baby and not very pleasant to go through and potentially not very healthy for their system and another reason I'm choosing not to have scans is because I want to trust that I will feel if something is wrong and if I do then I would go for a scan potentially but so far everything feels so good and healthy and normal and for me it's also a way to do it in a more ancestral way to um, keep the mystery in the pregnancy to not know whether it will be a boy or a girl um, and even if a scan would show that something might be wrong with the baby, that's those scans can tell you that there's a chance that something might be wrong with your baby, but it's never 100% certain, and I don't really see the point in that, to be honest. Um, for me, if something would be wrong with my baby, um, I would find out anyway at some point when they're born and I wouldn't want to end my pregnancy or you know do something differently if that was the case I feel like having that extra stress of knowing that there might be something wrong or there might not um, it would just cause a lot more anxiety and unpleasant feelings and experiences for me and the baby so yeah I'm basically doing a wild pregnancy. I will talk about that in another episode as well, more in depth about why I'm choosing this, etc. But this is a short little um, explanation. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think I've covered most things that I wanted to speak about with you today about my pregnancy. I'm very excited to meet the little soul that's inside of me. They've been kicking a lot during this podcast, during my recording. <laughs> they must feel that I'm speaking about them. <laughs> um, 
with my birthday coming up tomorrow, if you're feeling generous and you want to support my podcast series and also receive some amazing tools and uh, course entries from my holistic healing course, you can check out my Patreon page. It's only $5 a month. You can cancel the subscription anytime you want. So if you want to give me a little birthday present, um, subscribing for one month or a bit longer or however long feels right for you would be an amazing gift. I will leave a link to my Patreon in this podcast's description. Thank you so much for listening to this special pregnancy edition <laughs> episode of the Wild Soul Medicine podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast if you'd like to stay tuned for the next episodes coming up every Wednesday. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.